listening to the Pucks Out Here podcast with Puckington the God. Friend of the show, um, Uncle Booth. Um, look, man, when I am on my fucking wanting to go to the West Side shit, I hit him with that mac and cheese question mark because this motherfucker knows so many fire spots on the West Side that's, that are making mac and cheese and... I like my mac and cheese with a little bit of more flavor if you catch my drift. So we head to the motherfucking west side. And I shit you not, we go to one place that's closed. But no, no, no. Booth's got it. Booth's got it. We go down the street to another spot. Closed. We go to what I would have thought would have been the third and final spot that he knew. Closed. And then on the way back home, he... Reminds himself of another place he knows. This is the fourth spot. We go. They are open. Ironically, they were not serving mac and cheese, but I got yams instead because it's like, you know, what the fuck you going to do? And it was absolutely incredible. It was absolutely incredible. But the, 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 the just depth that this man will take you in Dayton, Ohio is unbelievable. So much to the point that the other day, we were, uh, you know, he's, you know, him and my boy Zach got the pancake mix. Shout out, also Zach, friend of the show, um, and they got the pancake mix or whatever, and they got it in this, the hood spots, and they got it in the the fucking uppity spots, and they got it in like all they covered all their bases, right? Super fire. But we go up and we're gonna drop some off, me and Booth, to uh, this spot called West Side Market. So we get up there, whatever, it's cool. And he drops off a, like, 25-pack because it's just been selling at the spot, right? So he drops off, like, a 25-pack of uh, of his pancakes. When he drops them off, I got to chill outside because there's a goddamn ring, a goddamn fence completely surrounding the market where you can only go in about that big wide. And you just, like, literally made for handicapped people to not come in. Uh, on purpose, you know, some handicapped motherfucker was up there while and there's mad homeless handicapped people, you know, some fucking homeless goddamn talking shit motherfucker in a wheelchair. And I, I love the like definitely fuck with the homeless hard body, all that shit, whatever. But yeah, it's like a motherfucker homeless dudes in wheelchairs always be yelling shit. Always. So, you know, that's probably what that happened. But so then he comes out or whatever and. We see we're about to uh, we're about to have a toast because just celebration or whatever for the pancakes. Well, you see somebody that he knows. You know the motherfucker knows everybody in Dayton, Ohio. So uh, he looks at the guy and he goes, "Yo, are you the twin?" And this motherfucker may have not have been that twin, but he didn't care. He said, "Yo, fuck that. I'm the twin. What's up?" You know what I mean? And uh, said, yo, what's up? Uh, Can you film us? We're about to do this thing. He's like, yeah, as long as you let me pop my shit. Motherfucker has got gloves on. It's like 90 degrees. I'm like, what is going on here? So he fucking grabs his phone. And instead of filming us, he starts popping his shit talking about we in the foe and, and, and shouting at his girl and all this fucking shit. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So... Then he ends up filming me and Booth, give the camera back to Booth, and all. And he knows Booth, right, uh, of Booth. I don't think he knew Booth personally, but he knew of him. And he goes, yo, I know you be selling the pancakes. This is what I sell. And he goes, oh, hell no, nah, show Pucky that. So this motherfucker comes up to me with his goddamn gloves on and what looked like I thought was a goddamn Altoid can. 
Okay, the shit looked like a fucking Altoid can. Maybe, might have been, just repurposed. And he, what does he show me? Cooked, cold, crack. I shit you not, real live crack. They got to understand, Big Pucky, 30 years old. I grew up in Springboro, Ohio. If you knew where that is, you would know that why I never had seen no crack in my goddamn life. And uh, we even got it on film. I think we could put play it right now hope let's pause this spot in the edit and let's fucking play it because it goddamn the first time i saw crack was goddamn on film and it was amazing um but this motherfucker then we're getting it then i'm like real quiet this whole time i'm like nice to meet you man yeah i just want to get this shit over with i'm like oh my god what the fuck we gotta get fuck out of here so he had, then he sees me open my whip or whatever, get the ramp down, and Boof's like, "All right, we out, we going to Sheiks." I'm like, "Okay, first of all, why would you tell him where we're going?" Secondly, uh, he 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 gets he comes and he goes, "Dang, can I roll with y'all?" I'm like, "That's when I started speaking up," and I'm like, "Hey, Boof, man," but I'm not still pussy, right? So I don't want the dude to know. So I'm like, under my breath, looking at Boof, like, "Hey, man, can you uh can you do something with this man? I, I don't want this motherfucker riding with us." Oh my God, hell no, hell no, hell no, because I wasn't got a damn crew going on a crack cruise okay cruising with the crack hell no so um so i told that motherfucker hell no could you imagine that motherfucker riding with us but uh booth handled that and we got up out of there but yeah what a just what a wild wild time but yeah man congrats to my boys uncle booth zach jeckering uh i'm gonna hit him with the J- zach i don't know he doesn't have any fucking cool nickname like you know so um I got Uncle Boo like, what the fuck? You got Zach Jeckering, the, the man behind the fucking, the man behind it all. So, um, these two cats got it in a legendary store here in the Dayton, Ohio area called Dorothy Lane Market. It's like some fucking super, like, fancied out market. And uh, they got them around the city or whatever, and... These cats uh, got their shit up in there, and it's it's a very, very important thing. So, I did just eat some THC edibles, and I think they're hitting me mid-show. Type of bang, shall we? You know I give up on the bang, man. Oh! But, uh, yeah, went out to a little spot in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, for an infused weed dinner. Now... Don't get me wrong. Me, I'm the most lived out cat you can get, dude. I fuck with women's rights. I fuck with, like, all that shit, right? All day long. Yellow Springs, to me, though, the branding is a bit odd. The branding is a bit odd. Um, And it's just kind of cringe to me. Like, the hippied out fucking, the, the, the hippied out small town in Ohio. They act like it's the only fucking small town that's ever existed. Yellow Springs, Ohio. No, ain't wrong. Everyone wants to act like they're fucking related to Dave Chappelle. They know Dave this, Dave that, Dave's in the fucking field. You know what I mean? So it's like Yellow Springs, no. But the homies were having this little infused dinner. So I'm like, let me roll up there, whatever. Ain't got nothing else to do. So we roll up there. And shout out to the homie, Flamin' Hot Rhea, for cooking jerk meatball fucking pasta. The shit was infused. It was incredible. And I don't think I ever had been that high. Um... Maybe, like, I don't think I've been that high in a minute, dude. I always be thinking, like, the tolerance level's dumb for me. Like, in my 30 years, like, we kind of never going to get lit as hell. But, um, no, man, that should have me motherfucking lit, man. So, shout out to Flamin' Hot Rhea. Uh, Raya, god damn it. 
always get that fucking wrong. But uh, she's a legend. And you can follow her on Instagram. Uh, bad motherfucker with the treats. Bad motherfucker with the treats, man. Uh, but yeah, man. We here, motherfucking episode 20. You know what it is. Uh, doing the best we can, man. You know what I mean? I'm rolling right now with the goddamn tire. That is, I don't, I don't, I can't know how I can show y'all, but my tire in my wheelchair, my bearings are literally just rusted out. And uh, I got about that much of a tire left because it's just scraping for like three weeks. It's mad embarrassing. But um, you know what I'm saying? We're motherfucking out here regardless. And I called yesterday. These motherfuckers don't even have the part. But it's all good because we're staying strong. Could be worse. Could be worse, man. But um, episode motherfucking 20. Glad to have you. As you can see, we loaded all the goddamn shits back on uh, um, Spotify and Apple Music. So our Apple podcast. So you'll see the pod on there um, and uh, each pod will have the audio. So and confirmed that the edibles are kicking in right now. Holy shit. Um, a lot of things have happened since I talked to you last. I don't know if you guys know, um, it's not me toot my own horn or any bullshit like that. This is just me talking about something that was meant so much to me. Uh, I may have talked a little bit about it on the last podcast, but um, there's a store in uh, Cincinnati called Unheard Of. Shout out to Unheard Of. Um, and one of the dogs works there. And a Bengal player came in. And wanted, uh, saw my homie was wearing my Kevin Nash FUBU shirt, right? So he was like, yo, where you get that tea at? And uh, he, like, showed him the brand. So my homie showed him the brand and everything like that. And he was like, oh, that's dope. So then we ended up connecting on IG. And the band player was like, yo, I, uh, he was like, yo, let me, like, let me get some gear. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let me, uh, he's like, send me some shit. I'll wear it to the game on Saturday, or this was a Friday, because it was a uh, preseason game, so he wanted to have this shit by Friday, so I'm like, fuck, well, the problem was, it didn't get to my crib until Thursday, the gear for him, so he's like, yo, I'll wear this shit to the goddamn game, in the goddamn tunnel, getting picks, the whole goddamn nine, but you gotta send it, and you gotta get it here at this certain time, right, so... It gets here Thursday, and I'm like, yo, I would have told him, hey, yo, let's meet up, and I'll give you it, but I kind of insinuated that from the jump, and he said, send it, so I'm like, all right, this motherfucker don't want to hang out with me, like, all right, cool, whatever, but we will definitely get to, get, get him this gear, so I'm questioning how we're going to do it, and when we do it, I'm questioning all my friends, they're like, yo, just you got the Addy, dude, just drop that shit off, who gives a fuck, and I'm like, god damn, what if he comes out and yells at me, thinks I'm some creep, so I'm like, you know what, you only got one shot, fuck it, if it happens, it happens, let's go, so we fucking, I look on the Bengals website to see when they're at practice, and when they're at practice, I get in the whip, so, because I know he's probably gone or whatever from his crib, we go to Buddy's crib, my aide gets out of the car. Now, if you know my caregiver, that's the homie, but he's not much more less handicapped than me. And he is walking up to bro's thing. The Bengal player, he's got the eye thing, so you could the whatever it's called, the fucking camera outside. So he could see my caregiver, whoever was watching, fucking plank up the stairs, drop this package off. Now, not only did I drop the package off, but I printed a label. 
for this shit. So it looked like it was actually shipped. So I printed the label, put it in the USPS thing, gave it to the aide. He drops it off, smooth and sound. He gets in the whip, and we fucking dip, right? I'm like, thank you. It's all good. So that was Thursday. I get no confirmation at all that he got the package, that he was going to wear it, anything like that. Well, later that night, I refresh Instagram, and when I refresh Instagram, there it is, loud and proud on the goddamn Bengals motherfucking Instagram page. He's rocking one of my tees. It's a clear NWO Rodman tee. It's plain as day that he's rocking it, and he's rocking it into the fucking goddamn stadium in the tunnel. And, uh, yeah, and it was on the Bengals, the official fucking Bengals IG and that may seem like, oh, God, this dude's hype about IG, but it's like, nah, y'all don't understand. Like, I have loved that team since I was a child. Like, I, I you're looking at his 10-year-plus season ticket holder that gave it up because I don't fuck with the weather now. I'm old, whatever, whatever. But, like, I love this team. Carson Palmer. Then, Corey, you know, we can go back. Uh, John Kitna, Corey Dillon. I know y'all want to say Rudy Johnson. You know what I mean? I mean, we can just go and go and go. With, with the teams that I grew up on, right? So, it meant a fuck ton to me to have this shit on their goddamn Instagram page, dude. And just the way we did it. So, like, gotta do what you gotta do shit, you know? And uh, and he loved the gear. And a couple of uh, practice squad homies hit me up about some gear. And uh, we're, gonna get, we're gonna get some shit to them. And, you know what I mean? It's just dope. It's dope connecting. I've never been a guy that wants to send my gear out to people just to send it out to them because they may have a following or they may do something cool in their life. It's like, nah, I got to really fuck with them and like like what they're doing and almost to the point where I just want to show them what I'm doing because I love what they're doing so much. But you talking about goddamn Cincinnati Bengals? You're listening to the Pups Out Here Podcast with Puckington the God. A major pop-up at uh, with the homies Wrestling Revolver, uh, which is a promotion out of... I don't, I don't really... Wouldn't say they really have a home base. Uh, date, a lot of do a lot of Dayton shows, Iowa shows. Um, and I know they're doing some, some more cities coming up. It's ran by the homie Sammy Callahan. Uh, who is just was just amazing to work with, uh, and gotta thank Sammy. Gotta thank all the homies at Wrestling Revolver. Um, you know what I mean. I signed up for this this because I reached out, and I you know an indie show that people were it's super marked out in the know type shit the fans. So I knew it was going to be a sold out thing. John Moxley was uh, there, so you knew it was going to be sold out, and uh, it was. And I was hype about it, you know, I was nervous as always, but I was super hype. I had brought the gear and we set up, I thought we set up a great uh, table the homies did for me and it, it, it worked out awesome and uh, connected with a lot of people, man. And, you know, to be honest, though, I just don't feel like I just left feeling like that crowd didn't get it still. They didn't get it. And I'm constantly on a search uh, to not show my shit, but just to find the people that I know would love my shit. And, uh, this crowd, it just didn't feel that way. Um, it just did not feel that way. What it made me think of is, all right, so you got a cooler set of fans, which is this, right? 
so they may be hit they may get hip to the brand like the brand whatever and see it but it's in Dayton such a small town I thought about how dope it would be to have a pop-up at a indie show in New York or have a pop-up in an indie show in LA where the knowledge and the resonation of the gear may be more I don't know just better you know what I mean but uh it was definitely a risk I took uh and it wasn't you know it didn't it didn't come back tenfold but you know what I mean like I said it's about gaining you know some great relationships some homies uh having a good time but you know like I said not everything is going to be perfect man not everything is going to be great. People need to fucking let that be known more. That their shit didn't, that they had this plan and it didn't work out. Why didn't it work out? And shit's not going well on this end or whatever, whatever. Like, people need to let that be known. So, uh, But yeah, dude, no, there's nothing but love to Wrestling Revolver, dude. Nothing but love uh, to them, to to Sammy Callahan, to just everybody, Chris Bay. Um, just, uh, Zachary Wentz. I got to give the homie Zachary Wentz, who this was his date and homecoming. And I got to give him some, um, some gear, which was really cool. So, uh, he was asking for a certain tea and I had it and we got it on film. He gave it to him. It was amazing. So, uh, but yeah, shout out wrestling revolver. You know, I definitely will be back for sure. Um, I don't know if it will be in Dayton or in a different city, but we definitely connected and had a great time. So, Shout out Wrestling Revolver. Shout out Airboy there. Um, fresh off a of Kendrick Lamar concert, Baby Keem, uh, the goddamn Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers tour. Now, you got to understand, me, I'm a type of cat that I have this weird obsession with going to concerts alone, especially if they're like, I know the handicap shit is going to be cool and I'm going to be all right out the way. Like, dude, I... So they pull up to Columbus, and I'm like, I gotta go. I, as you've probably heard, if you listen to this podcast, I rated that album as number one album of the year so far, and I don't really see anything touching it. We're in September, uh, fourth quarter. Even though I hate when people say fourth quarter. Um, so that being said, I had to go see this shit. So I'm obsessed. I last minute I get up there and uh, get there right in time. Whatever. I'm just like I like to go by myself. I don't have to deal with people's bullshit. Uh, baby girl, he's a loner. Late night organ donor. Uh, I just I just don't fuck with going to concerts with the homies a lot. Like I don't know. It's weird. So we get there. We as in me and my caregiver he drops me off. I uh, get in. Baby Keem. I get there right before he starts, and uh, I'm such a fan of both these cats that it was going to be one of those concerts where I knew every song, every word, all that. And uh, I got to say, Keem smashed it for an opening act, especially an opening act in an arena. I think his music is amazing, and I couldn't imagine how amazing it would be in a smaller type of venue, but uh, where the energy could just not go anywhere. It's right there. But... uh, Nah, he killed it. Like it was just a perfect opening, and then uh, I mean, Kendrick smacked. It was such a great. I don't, I don't necessarily understand all of the, all of it conceptually, but visually it was crazy. Uh, little skits were crazy. I mean, and then the playlist, the setlist was amazing. He did virtually every song off this album, which was crazy, and the and his hits, which. I love it when, you know, you go see an artist and you're in his own and they've been around for so long and 
you hear them, you hear a song, you're like, God damn, dude, I forgot about that one. I forgot he had this many. Like, you get reminded. Like, they motherfucking remind you. Like, yeah, we here. Um, so, yeah, dude. That was an amazing concert. And shout out to motherfucking Baby Keem. Shout out to motherfucking Kendrick Lamar. Um, shout out to that album. If you don't like either of those albums, fuck you. As you can see, the edibles are kicking hard body right now. I love y'all. It's goddamn episode 20. A dubber in here. You're listening to the Pucks Out Here podcast with Puckington the God. Many of you know, and I don't I don't think you know the story, but it's like one of my homies goes, Who is this crippled dog that you always post on your story? And I was like, This is my dog. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, no. And people don't understand, like, yeah, I have a fucking dog in a goddamn wheelchair. It's fucking crazy. I did not get her like that. Um, she did not come that way. I came this way. Uh, but she did not come that way. And she, I got her in 2014. This is when I had fought to get out of a group home. Long story. And which we will definitely tell on a podcast at one point because it's fucking goddamn triumphant. But uh, we get we we I get her, I get my own spot, I get my own dog. She's walking, she's running, she's a puppy, she's great for about three years. And then I wake up one morning and she was laying down, didn't want to get up, didn't want to get up, didn't want to get up. And I try to get her up and she's squealing like I never heard her squeal before. So I call my caregiver. My caregiver rushes over. He's like, what the fuck? We got to get her to the vet ASAP. It's Saturday morning. So we get her to the vet, and uh, do, they do x-rays that day, and it's a slip disc in the back or some shit like that, right? So it's, But it was cool, and she was, they said she'll be able to walk again. She'll be cool. So we do all these. For months, we do all of this pre- these, uh, these therapies and these... Uh, uh, what is the with the fucking needles? Uh, goddamn, edibles kicking hard right now. Puncture the puncture shit. Okay, goddamn it, I can't fucking think of acupuncture. Goddamn it. Um, so acupuncture, we're motherfucking in there and trying to get D right, trying to get her fucking uh, just trying to walk and uh, eventually, eventually, nothing happened. And for a year, we kind of just gave up and kind of just prepared to live with a handicapped dog. And let me tell you, it's a fucking bitch. It's a fucking pain in the ass. Uh, A lot of the times, it's not fun, but that motherfucker is so worth it. I never have found no love like a pet love, man. So, um, she's worth it, bro. So, and I remember when it happened... I didn't have a cart for her yet. She was kind of just sliding around, and it sucked. Well, uh, my mom came through, whatever. Next thing I know, next day, she she delivers a fucking goddamn cart for the dog. It works out perfect. The dog fucking loves it. It's amazing. And that helped life a lot. But you know what I mean? At first, I didn't even want to, like, post my dog. So for, like, a year, I didn't even post, like, my dog. And then, like, I was just... I don't know, memed out, like, thinking, like, damn, like, I'm in a wheelchair, now my dog's in a wheelchair, this is fucking embarrassing, it's something I battled with hard, I battled with it so fucking hard, um, until a year later, and 
you know, got her more out. I was thinking, man, if I went on a walk, would people meme it? Would people, you know, uh, you know, just fucking put it online because it's such an odd situation, right? It's such an odd situation. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, she's here and she's living and that's what goddamn matters. But uh, it's something that was probably the one of the top five most painful things in my life that ever has happened to me. And the most impactful thing that's ever happened to me because it changed my living in my life 100%, like how I live. So, um, but yeah, that's a fucking dog. I tried to get her up here, uh, but I goddamn can't lift her. She's fucking kind of fat. And you guys may have seen it's fucking hot. Goddamn edibles are kicking in. I don't fucking know. This is goddamn episode 20. We're in here. You know what time it is. Thank you. You're listening to the Pups Out Here podcast with Pucky.